In this episode of Negative Modifier, we were playing the game Cult Divinity Lost. Cult Divinity Lost by design involves content, themes, and situations that may be uncomfortable or triggering for some listeners, and is most definitely not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised, and we really do mean that this time. Hey there, Charlie here. On behalf of the whole cast and crew of Negative Modifier, thanks for giving us a listen. If you enjoy the episode, please consider giving us a rating or reviewing us on your listening platform of choice, or liking this episode if you're enjoying this on YouTube. It only takes a few seconds and helps us find new people to inflict our signature brand of madness upon. If you want to support the show, consider supporting us on Patreon. If you're looking to chat with the cast, other listeners, or get the most up-to-date news about the podcast, check out our Discord channel. Both are linked down below in the show notes. And with that all said... Let's talk about 514 South Waring Street. 514 South Waring Street is a two-story house. It's dilapidated. It's got white paint. It's starting to show its age. The garden is overgrown. The yard is going a little bit gray and yellow. There's thorny grass. There's pale plastic children's toys scattered about. Everything about this house says a normal day interrupted. The bad weather, the sleet is kind of slowly starting to pool in various spots around the yard. Maybe there's some mud forming as a result of that. Just the entire house feels wrong. Maybe sick of some kind, but it's strange. Like, off in the distance you can hear the sounds of an industry, maybe some refineries, maybe a factory or something. Yeah, it's not a great part of town. There's kind of almost like a haze of sound and just kind of like... Not despair, but profound sadness that hangs about the house. The first story consists of a porch, a living room, a kitchen, and like a hallway that connects these together. The upper story consists of a bathroom, and a bedroom, and a wardrobe. The porch, as best was pieced together, was the site of Franklin's entry into the house. The living room has a large burn spot on the carpet that goes from wall to wall. There are Remnants of burnt clothes and toys and other kind of items that were just apparently burned in the house there. If you had to make a guess, they probably all belong to William Bedford, the missing child. The wallpaper is torn in some places and in other places just peeling. It does expose a kind of yellowed medallion printed wallpaper behind it. What remains of the furniture stands kind of is pushed all the way to the walls. But again, a lot of it was used in the fire. The most obvious disrupted thing is that there was at one point a spot where a TV was, and the TV is long gone. Maybe it was stolen, maybe something else happened to it. No one's been ever quite pieced that one together. The kitchen features chairs and a table that can be stayed around. Then they're all kind of shoved up to one side of the room. There's a dark spot on the wall-to-wall carpet in that room that comes from murder victim one, Ryan Bedford's blood. Moving on from that, there's the hall, which has a variety of family photos, frame drawings done by a child. Some of them are intact, some of them have been knocked over and kind of desecrated is the wrong phrase, but there's been destruction as a result of it. Someone has gone through and spray-painted and graffitied just the crap out of these walls. There's also signs of a scuffle of some kind. Aiden Kostroff, you would know this was the area that you were assaulted by Franklin Mills when you responded initially. The upstairs is not quite as in as bad a shape as the bottom floor. Some light's getting in through there, but it's kind of still a dusky, gray feeling to be around there. 
Upstairs locations of note are the bathroom where the body of Lynn Joslowski was found in the tub, which that's obviously been cleaned up, but there's a smell of mold and waste oil that kind of lingers heavy in the space. The shower curtain's showing signs of wear. It's weird, though. Like, someone, in an effort to preserve the scene, they never bothered to drain the tub where Lynn was drowned, which is a whole other topic, but it smells like there's been stagnant water for a while. And obviously, the other point of interest is the master bathroom and bedroom. The main kind of sell of that is that that is the location of a closet where Soroya Nadell's body was found. Where are people going now that they're inside the house? Or are you just kind of following Franklin Mills as he's kind of led about? I will follow Franklin Mills as he's led about. I'm not sure. about to kind of stray on my own here. Uh, same. I, upon entering the house, am actually going to just start pulling out my field note material. You'll see Domri pull out a iPad with a strap on the back that just kind of loosely connects it with her arm. A little Apple Pencil to kind of go with it. The most interesting thing that she starts pulling out from her messenger bag is a set of photos. And I'm going to start flipping through the photos, trying to match up some of the locations with these photos. And whatnot, and you might see me like walk into the living room or like a room in general and just kind of line up photograph and like take a snapshot on my iPad with it. But otherwise, while I'm doing that, I'm going to, I guess, keep a casual like, I'm going to be talking through what I'm doing, or at least like I'm going to be in comments about just like, oh, okay, so this is where this was taken. Or, hmm, this is a new angle. I see that they updated this, or this is no longer there. Oh, the makeup in this room is a little bit different. I see that they've done some renovations. Franklin, did you did you know that they took down this wall to kind of open up the living room and um, have it be more open space? So the dining room is no longer a little secluded area. He seems almost confused by that question. So you would all notice this pretty easily. Like, upon entering the house, Franklin's behavior and kind of like, I wouldn't call it poise outside, seems to evaporate some. He's not doing well inside. Like, he's not like acting erratically yet, but like, there's definitely kind of something going on with him. He keeps muttering to himself, This is a waste of time. Like, you're trying to frame him. Like, he's getting more and more aggressive with his insistence that this is all bullshit. So, Franklin, do you hear me? They took down the wall between the dining and living room. Here, check this out. Look, look, look. And I hold up a photo of... I'm going to imagine it's like a holiday photo or whatever the heck. So kind of if you would imagine like the little wall between the dining and living room has like a little bit of an extension. I almost want to pull up like a Christmas photo of Franklin and like his sister like opening up presents or some shit and just kind of lighting it up. See that wall where the Christmas tree was plugged in? It's no longer there. And uh, just kind of hold it up and motion for Franklin to look at this photo that I had of his childhood home. So with that, 
you kind of see a very obvious change come over Franklin, where the man that exited the vehicle and was left to the house definitely had the kind of poise and attitude of a man. There's almost like a childlike attitude that comes on him. It kind of like tries to reach despite the handcuffs for it. There's almost like a a wonder in his eyes all of a sudden. And kind of like tries to grab at the photo. He goes, yeah, someone changed things um, and put up new wallpaper. Mom would have never gone along with it. Uh, as I notice him just kind of switch and kind of start going into his fugue state, or at least like this lucid state, I'm going to pull out my uh, hard cam, my camcorder, turn it on, just kind of start talking. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this wallpaper is a little... It doesn't really match. I mean, you could still see the seam as to where they didn't really put up the drywall too much. Uh, what was your mom's taste like? What did she well, like? What, what would she hate about this? Kind of looks at you just kind of matter of factly, almost like snap back to that adult from outside. The state is trying to frame me. They're doing experiments on us, vulnerable folks, drugging us and brainwashing us, blaming us for crimes. I took a polygraph test. It proved I wasn't lying. I have never seen this place. I have never killed anyone. Oh, of yes, of course. Um, but you know, it looks like a nice set of toys. I mean, what is that? Looks like some construction tools or other things like that. You ended up becoming a construction worker later on, correct? You started doing that. I mean, was that something that like your mother spurned on uh, early on with uh, these toys? So redirecting his gaze towards the kind of burned up toys, the childlike demeanor returns for a split second. He'll have nothing left. Nothing at all. No friends, no toys. If you have nothing left, you're empty, and then there's nothing holding on to you. Like video recorder off for the brief second as I shuffle through more of these photos. And I'm going to walk away for like a second. Franklin, um, was there something that you listened to as a kid and uh, whatnot? I looked up that lyric and uh, Bon Jovi. You a big fan of Bon Jovi? You have to take your shoes off. Uh, Mom would never let you walk around in the house like this, especially not in shoes. You'd track mud and filth everywhere, and that, that, that'd be bad. Was your mom someone that liked to keep the house clean? Uh, you, didn't, did you, you wouldn't get punished if you uh, dirtied up the floor, would you? I'll repeat this again. I have never seen this place, and I have never killed anyone. What motive would I have for killing these people? I've never met them before. This is all bullshit. Franklin, you still have your shoes on inside. Kind of like jangles the handcuffs. Yeah, it's kind of fucking hard to take them off when I'm all cuffed up like this. Hmm, that didn't work. Looks at Detective Jenner and Officer Kostroff. This is all the police is doing anyway. Uh, that cop, uh, fucking Kostroff, uh, yeah, this is all him. He fucking did this, I bet. Blaming me for this shit, and... I don't fucking know, yeah. This is on YouTube. Upon hearing that, Kostroff looks visibly angered, but is keeping it together, and just simply replies, you did this to yourself. Fucking frame job. You're out here playing make-believe 
first you're talking about this place like you remember it yesterday and then you're calling it a frame job you're acting like a child come on just take your licks and move on he's acting like a child because he's regressing he's obviously has enough repression in here that he's I don't know the selective amnesia is not something that is purposeful or is he's not lying I'm really sorry doc but I don't care well, here's the thing. He's going to need further medical attention or psychological attention past this. Just just letting you know about uh, how this is going on, or at least this is kind of culminating into. I look over and I interrupt the doctor and say, he's clearly trying to go for some insanity plea at this point. There's no reason he'd agree to come back to this place in the first place unless he wants to look crazy. The fact that he's acting like some sort of kid and then switching to be some sort of adult going back and forth, it's obvious he's going for some sort of weird insanity plea pretending he's crazy bullshit. But I know he's not crazy. I was there. I saw what he did. Yeah, for once, Kostroff and I agree. It's a game. They do this when they're caught. And I'm not saying that I'm disagreeing with you, but I am exploring all the options and all the possibilities that this could entail. Again, I'm not here with a bias of trying to put this man in jail, but understanding why this is happening, mixed in with the fact that if you are all still aware, we do have William Bedford that is missing. And the last person that the last person that did see him is uh and I kind of just tilt my head to Kostrov. Not to bring up any kind of disturbing memories or anything else like that, but as he's bringing that stuff up, it was like, oh, so you're saying this is my fault? I'm not saying that this is your fault. I'm saying that this is the facts that we happen to have. I might be walking into this in a different angle than you are, but we are still walking into the same scene trying to figure out the truth of the matter. The only angle this guy's playing with you is the angle that he's playing you for a fucking fool. And you're buying into this. I see that you're visibly upset. I understand that being back in a location of trauma can cause you to have these emotional flares. But please, I need you to understand where I'm coming from is that I'm here as a researcher as well. Yeah, and I want you to see where I'm coming from. Did you see the crime scene photos? Did you see what this place looked like? Did you see what his victims looked like? I'm talking to one right now, Kostrov. I understand you are a victim of this. I hear you, but I do have to take everything you say with a grain of salt. At this point, Kostrov's really, really upset and just says, look, I didn't come here to get psychoanalyzed. Not here for that. Unless there's any other thing you need before, I'm going to step outside. You're really here to find facts, Doc, or are you here to find something interesting for a book? I like to maintain what I do as open field. I'm not here hunting for material to proliferate my career. The fact that there is material to proliferate my career is just, I don't know, a little bit of a bonus for me. You understand, right? No, I don't. Because I don't use the stories of people's lives being destroyed to turn a profit. I'm not here to turn a profit. I'm here just to record. From what I've seen so far, 
I can trigger these specific things, or at least I just need to trigger some more of these uh, specific events. So I go back to shuffling through some of my photos, and uh, I'll make my way over to the kitchen and see if any of these match up. Is there a window nearby? And there's a couple, yeah, it's a house. Okay, well, I was, I mean, I, I don't know what, the, like, the room, like, if there was a specific setup for, the, like, a window, so I'm gonna basically walk towards a window and just, like, open it and try to get some fresh air. Sure, so as you go to open the window, the escort kind of looks at you and goes, that'll corrupt the crime scene, we, uh, we can't open those, sorry, you're gonna have to do all the smell inside here. I look at the guy and I go, fine. You can step outside if you want. This is all probably a tad overwhelming and whatnot, and kind of gestures with his head. And uh, chuckle fuck here ain't exactly fun to be around. Sure, if I'm on the ride over, cops this, fucking pigs that, all our faults set up, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, I mean, crazy people will project that kind of shit, I guess. But uh, I'm going to go in the back and get some fresh air. And uh, I walk towards the back porch and try to get some fresh air. Sure. Yeah, it's, I think it's probably better than going out the front because I'm sure those reporters are waiting for me out front. So, Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go hang out on the back porch for a bit and get some fresh air. Clear my head. I just kind of watch the doctor as she turns to go do her work. All right. So watching her enter the kitchen, because that's where she was headed. Both of you give me an investigate. Eight fail. 19 success. I can ask two questions. Of the three, how can I find out more about what I'm investigating? What is my gut feeling about what I'm investigating? And is there anything weird about what I'm investigating? I would like to ask, is there anything weird about what I'm investigating? And Actually, what am I investigating first? <laughs> As you walk into the kitchen, you notice something in the floor. It is two nail holes that you immediately recognize as the probable location where allegedly Franklin Mills nailed Ryan Bedford's feet to the floor. Huh. It's centered roughly on where the blood has stained the carpet. I would like to ask if there's anything weird about those nail holes. This took time. Like, this entire crime scene speaks to this wasn't kind of like a smash-and-grab situation. It's one thing to kill a person. It's another to, as best you can tell, nail someone's feet to the floor while they're still alive. Hmm. Is there anything more beyond, like, hey, I'm nailing some dude's feet to the ground? I mean, like, this all lines up we've been told about the crime. Like, there's no surprises here. This is all very well-worn territory. Like, Beyond the weirdness that is taking the time and effort to nail someone's feet to the floor, this is a grisly crime scene. Like, there was drownings, there was murder, there's child abduction. Like, I wouldn't say this is almost par for the course, but like, despite the brutality of this, this isn't the worst thing that happened here, hypothetically, depending on how you look mm -hmm. at it. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. I want to direct this question to the escorts or. Actually, no, I want to direct this to the investigator. Detective Jenner, do you know if this, this, this crime scene hasn't been touched since then, correct? 
out of character. That should be correct, right? Yeah, I mean, like, cops have come through. The investigation has happened, but it's been a closed crime scene, yeah. It's been a closed crime scene since uh, it's been tagged off. Hmm. So, I'm just thinking to myself, Ryan Bedford was allegedly nailed to the ground by Franklin during this whole nightmare. But trying to nail somebody who is amble and moving is quite a difficult task. Would it not make more sense if there was, say, a chair that was strewn about or something that he was tied to? Or was it something that he was just, I don't know, up and at him when that sort of happened, like a nail gun? And I just kind of look around to kind of, I kind of look around to see the surroundings and stuff. Like, was there a chair or was just Ryan just nailed to the ground? You would know from the victim's report that Ryan Bedford died of blood loss. Blood loss. Okay. And showed signs of extreme trauma and torture. If you had to guess, nails through the feet's a pretty good cause of extreme blood loss. Yep. 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 (laughs) Franklin, the penchant for these construction materials seems to travel pretty far other than just uh, occupation, isn't it? Doesn't it? Kind of looks you confused. I mean, anyone can buy fucking nails, I guess. But it takes a specific kind of or maybe just am I reaching too much to choose to nail somebody to the ground through their feet. That is a very specific means of um, torture. Kind of looks you confused. I mean, like, doesn't take any special skill to drive nails, I guess. Yeah, you gotta be big and strong to get them all the way through a guy's foot in one swing each, but kind of shrugs. I don't know. Nothing special about hammer and nails, I guess. Hmm. I guess I'm just trying to figure out, like, well, I mean, the big thing, why would he do something like that? Anyway, sorry, this is, I'm just trying to figure out how to navigate this. I guess I'm going to go back to kind of attempting to trigger Franklin more. Sure. With maybe like a photo of him and his sister cooking inside the kitchen. Like one of those goofy little family photos of like children who's like baking for the first time. And, like, they have flour all over the place or whatever the fuck. Sure. Yeah, so as you're kind of going through your bag to pull those photos out again, you hear the sound of a text message being received from outside, and then, like, a split second later, your own phone buzzes. We're going to jump outside to Officer Kostroff, who you've just gotten a text. Okay. So uh, I go ahead and I pull out my phone and I... uh... I open up my, you know, unlock it and check my text. Yeah, so the message is from Amy, your beloved wife, and it's an image of Dominic, your son. But it, like, there's something weird about the photo. Like, it's almost, like, blurry or distorted, and it's weird. Like, it's not normal that, like, a digital picture looks like it's been smeared almost, but, like, that's what comes to mind a little bit. Hmm. In the picture, it shows kind of Amy holding your son kind of roughly. It comes with the message, come home soon. 
the boy's been bad. And give me a see through the illusion, actually, on this. Already? Partial success. It's weird. Like, you're looking at this picture and something seems off about it. And you can see kind of your son's shadow, your wife's shadow. And then there's kind of a third shadow in the background that, like, it's way too big to be a human or something like that. But, like, maybe you would guess it was feminine or something, but, like, it also could just be a smudge. It's, again, it's a really bad photo, but, like, you can't help but kind of maybe see something that's not supposed to be there. But, again, it's a very upsetting photo, too. You you love your wife. You love Dominic. It's it's weird. Hmm. So, I... Upon, like, obviously seeing that it's, like, smudged and kind of off, I kind of double-check it, and I text back and say, I'll be home in a little bit. Uh, shouldn't be too much longer. Send. So as you're kind of typing that in, the button presses don't sound right, or kind of, your tap doesn't sound right. Like, it almost sounds like chewing, almost. Wet. Hungry chewing. Huh. I just, I hear the wetness part of it, but I don't associate the chewing as much, so I kind of just, like, wipe my hands off a bit. Maybe my hands are kind of sweaty because I did have yeah. just kind of an intense moment with the whole Franklin situation. So I'll kind of just wipe my hands for a bit on my sides and then try to text again. Yeah, your phone sounds normal again. Yeah, it's probably just that. You're right. Yeah, probably sweaty fingers. Okay. And yeah, so um, I mean, I'm looking at the is the photo still blurry when I look at it? Yeah, it's kind of hard to see what's going on, like and. Maybe on kind of reflection, like it's not so much like that Amy's like holding Dominic as threatening as maybe you initially thought, but like it's a little more normally, I guess. Like it's still a weird photo, though. Like it's strange that's so bad for that matter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I send my text and then I say, you want me to pick up anything on the way home? Just as a kind of like open question uh, sure. to try to get a response. Sure. Jumping back inside to. The doctor. Near the text message alert go off. Do you check your phone? I'll check my phone and to see just kind of like you know how the how smartphones just kind of have a pre like a text preview? Sure. To see if this is any anything important. Just because like I only have three hours with Franklin. So I want to make sure I can utilize that as much as I can. Yeah, so the preview you see says it was sent from someone named Josie and the preview simply reads, I'm feeling terrible. I have. That uh, piques my interest, just because that is a, uh, it's a client name. So I am just going to read through the text, and I will see whether or not I, uh, it's, it's something that is important to respond. Yeah, so the full text reads, I am feeling terrible. I've cut myself again. When do you have time to talk? I need you. And you recognize the number, like you said. It is a patient number. You try calling it? Yes. The number has been disconnected. I'm going to text back. Hey, Josie. Unfortunately, I'm a little tied up at the moment, but I will have some time later this week. Period. What time will you... Will you be available to see me. I'll make some time for you. Period. And send. You get a message back that it could not reach its recipient. 
uh, I'm going to uh, just kind of squint at my phone, put it back in my bag, kind of think about it, like pause to think, like, did that really just happen? And I want to turn my phone back on and check it again. So did you restart it all the way or just kind of like close and open it or like shut off the screen? No. You know, on iPhones, you just kind of click it and yeah. then like it'll go to sleep and whatnot. Yep. I, I mean, I the text is still there. It. Yeah. Huh. And I just put away my phone at that point and just kind of go back to my photos. But like, that's that's something I'm going to be thinking about. All right. So as this is all happening, the escort is slowly beginning to push Franklin Mills up the stairs. At this point, he kind of not quite stumbles, but kind of like passes a little too close. Detective Jenner and under his breath goes, you know, we're the same, right, detective? I also killed a kid. And then kind of like just keeps going upstairs at that point. Jenner is like taken aback for a minute and like does a double take to see like was she imagining what just happened? And then fully cognizant of the situation will follow him up the stairs, paying much more attention to him now. A little more tapped into the situation. Yes. Much more. Like I said, the second story is a tad nicer than the first story. A little bit less damage. It's got a smell, though, to it. Like, you can smell that stagnant water the moment you kind of get two steps up, that kind of thing. Like, it is very prevalent. I'm going to, like, look him up and down. I want to see if his demeanor is any different from what I remember it being. If he's, like, uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to see if anything's off. I mean, like, everything about this is off, and I will say that as you slowly get closer and closer to the master bedroom, there does seem to be kind of almost like a look of panic that slowly spreads through his entire body. What's wrong? Kind of looks at you, eyes just totally wide. His escort pushes open the door to the master bedroom. Kind of looks at you, no, don't, don't, please, please don't open it. Don't, don't open it. She's inside. She, she. She is inside the the right behind the door. Please, please don't open it. Just tell us uh, what you did with the kid and we'll leave. Listen, I'll, I'll confess. I'll tell you whatever the fuck you want. Just uh, just as long as we can get the fuck out of here right now. I don't know. The, I'm a detective. Do I think that he's he's being truthful or if he's just trying to get out of the situation? He seems to be kind of oscillating between this kind of weird childlike almost personality and kind of what the person you saw outside. So he's definitely not doing okay. Like I, again, like this is all very much leading into a pretty solid case for insanity plea. Like he's going from, I didn't do it to saying he'll just confess all of a sudden. Like that seems weird. People don't just do that. All right. Confess. My sister made my mom very angry. So she was punished. You get what I'm saying? No. Looked you confused? What? I'm... Are you okay, Franklin? I, which, shut up for a sec. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Did, did you hear something? Like a like a creak? Or a... Maybe someone's walking around downstairs? Or kind of looks around wildly? Or like kind of gestures at the bathroom? Maybe in there? You heard it, right? I didn't hear anything, did I? I just look around, kind of humoring him, and shake my head and say, no, it's just us here. 
kind of like leans in close to you at this point. Fuck off. The state is trying to frame me, and you ain't got shit. And kind of leans back and kind of like looks around again, kind of. He's definitely uncomfortable being here, but like his discomfort does not make sense. And it does not line up with his behavior. All right. Into the master bedroom we go. He does not want to do this. He's not fighting you because he's shackled and kind of can't do much fight. And the escort's a lot stronger than him. He kind of pushes him into the bedroom and the air in the bedroom is cold. And there's a almost raw quality to it might be the way to think of it. There's also a small amount of water, courtesy of the rain and the sleet, slowly dripping from the ceiling. The bed is immaculately made. The only kind of thing that kind of leaps out at you is Frank and kind of frantically stares at it with some kind of almost urgency is that there's a wardrobe and it's very much closed. Something in there you don't want us to see? So, you would know that that was where one of the victims was stashed. Yeah. You're not going to mind if I go open that up, right? He's not thrilled about this. Can't really do much to stop you, but... Yeah, I make it, like, truly long. I, I kind of saunter over very slowly and then grab the knob, turn it, and pull it open very slowly. Make yeah. it all dramatic. Yeah, so this is the location that Soroya Nadell was found. Nine-year-old Soroya Nadell. She had signs of trauma, but most disturbing of all, she died of asphyxiation. You'd assume from being locked in here. And upon the door swimming open, like Franklin, well, he wants to collapse almost, but he doesn't kind of stand, he stays standing, but like, he is very upset by the wardrobe being open. Inside, it's got some boxes on a shelf. There's uh, some children's clothing. Clothing's been hung up. Like, it's just a normal space aside from the stuff that was either bagged and removed for evidence or just left there. There's a single light bulb that hangs from the ceiling in there, but yeah, nothing remarkable. This is where you left her body. Is that why it makes you uncomfortable? Kind of stammers out, uh, allegedly. Allegedly. I didn't kill anyone. Allegedly, huh? So you're allegedly having a panic attack by seeing an empty wardrobe? Looks at you kind of just like very afraid of it still. You don't get it. You want to go inside? More than anything, I want to be as far away from that place as possible. That, that's where you went when you were bad. That, that's where she was when she died. Come on, Franklin, take a walk with me. I'm going to grab him and lead him towards the wardrobe. So at that point, kind of like the escort kind of puts a hand on your shoulder and kind of looks at you and goes, no, we, we can't do that. We can't, like, he's barely holding together as it is. All right, fine. I mean, are you sure you want to listen to him? Mm. No, I'm not sure that I want to listen to him. I'm just showing him around. Nothing wrong here. He says he didn't do it, so let's show him around the place. Jog his memory a little. Uh, unless they stop me, I'll keep pulling him forward. Yeah, this guy kind of clamps down your shoulder a little bit more and goes, Detective, this kind of this is the type of behavior I'm pretty sure you were warned not to do. This isn't going to hurt the case. What are you talking about? Just showing him around the house? 
So Franklin starts to cry at this point, not like an adult cry, though, like a small child cry. But it's loud, like anyone in the house can hear him crying at this point. I want to run up the stairs and kind of catch this because I'm obviously missing something. Yeah, I uh, I hear it from the outside, so I'm going to head on in to kind of investigate as well. Sure, so everyone kind of rushes upstairs at that point? Yep. I do want to preface this. By the time that I'm upstairs, hand cam is on and recording. All right. Yeah, so kind of bust up the stairs and kind of race into the room, and you see Detective Jenner slowly but surely kind of half-dragging, half-pushing Franklin towards the closet. You see the escort kind of, like, not stopping this, because he also thinks probably Franklin's a piece of shit and, like, doesn't really give a fuck, but at the same time, like, he kind of cares enough about his job to be like, maybe we shouldn't do this. It's not a great look on the detective, it's not a great look on any of you, but at the same time, all this is happening and Franklin is just white, pale, crying, like that ugly child cry, though, not an adult crying. Come on, Franklin, didn't you want to be here? Show everyone you're innocent. I didn't want to be here. Fucking cats is the reason I'm here. Please don't make me go in there. Please don't make me go in there. That's where she was. That's where she was when she died. Yeah, that's where we found her. Why won't you say Lisa's name? I stopped dragging him when uh, the doctor speaks. I don't say anything. I'm just watching this unfold. I don't make a move. And I'm just still recording and whatnot. I'm showing no intention of stopping uh, Jenner. Yeah, so Franklin kind of regains some composure upon hearing the name Lisa, but not like a ton. I would also say that like, was that who you were thinking of, Detective Jenner? That's Franklin's sister for the record. Hmm. I don't comment. I let the I just let it linger in the air. I don't correct or uh, point to what I was thinking about. As this moment kind of stretches out from awkward to just kind of painfully awkward, it's around this point Joshua Katz joins the rest of you and kind of looks at you confused, and he goes, Detective, um, we can't be uh, doing that. Um, Much as we might like to push a confession out of him, uh, if you break him more, this whole uh, little outing of ours gets a lot more complicated to explain, and I, for one, really would not like for this case to get tainted with um, police malfeasance allegations. You following? Let him go. Yeah, so he kind of like almost throws himself away from the closet. like As far towards the door leading out of this room, you see Kenny kind of throws himself and like stumbles and falls and his escort picks him up off the ground eventually and kind of like shoots you a dirty look of like yeah, I get it, but also don't make my job harder than you already have. Joshua Katz kind of, like, watches them leave and go back downstairs, kind of looks at you all with a mix of, like, yeah, you try, but also, like, don't fuck up my job, and he also then follows them downstairs. That was not only the place that they found Soraya, but that was also the place where they found Lisa, his sister's body, after his mother Martha killed her. Severe neglect and dehydration. I'm pretty sure you could have read that through the file. It was almost on the breakthrough of finding something in connection with his past and these deaths. What were you doing? Do you want to write this down or do you want to record this? No, you want to turn the camera off? 
Oh, yeah. I'm only using that for any time that uh, Franklin has either lucid moments or has his, uh, has his states. You hear the hard click of the camera turning off, and I'll even show him. I like, see, cassette's no longer uh, spinning. So, Yeah, he was saying something about willing to confess if we didn't go into the master bedroom, and then he pulled his little I-don't-remember-where-I-am thing. This is a police setup. Hmm. Was there anything else? He really didn't want to go into the closet. Said that's where you'd go when you'd been bad. He does remember at least something. All right. Thank you. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to look around a little bit. Sure. Can I check out the closet? I mean, yeah, you're not going to find anything else. It's just a closet. Like, some of it's been removed for evidence purposes. Some of it just got left there because it wasn't important. Like, it feels weird to say it because this was the final resting place of a murder victim, but it's just a normal closet. It's small and not a great closet, but just a normal closet. I'm going to write down the uh, connections between the closet, his sister, and Soraya. I kind of want to see if I... Actually, I have a really weird idea. I'm going to face the iPad that I have facing towards the closet, and I'm going to stand inside the closet and take a photo. I want to show Franklin that photo later to see if I can jog in regards to his memory. Do you close the door by any chance? No, I need to... That's... I just got goosebumps when you said that. No, I need to have a... (laughs) I need to have a photo of me in the closet. Unless the closet door just closes on its own, which fucking I don't I wouldn't put it past you. Normal closet. And then you know what? Just because I like to fuck around and find out. Sure, why not? Hey, I'm going to take the iPad with me and I'm going to close the closet door and take a photo of me inside that closet. All right. So, like, are you facing the door while you're doing this? Or is it kind of like a selfie thing? Like, how are you going about doing this? So, I'm going to be using the selfie mode on the iPad. Sure. So, I'm going to be looking at myself, trying to get, like, a good angle to make sure that you can see the fact that I'm inside the closet. So, I'll be turning around as I'm looking at the screen, trying to find the best way to convey this information before I uh, take the photo. Yeah. Give me an investigate at plus two, because you have all this camera equipment with you. Ooh. Investigate at plus two. Jesus Christ, I hella crit that. I got a 22. All right, so it's faint. It's been covered up with a lot of paint, but there are very small marks at about, I don't know, young child hand height of that. Maybe it's just some weird painting. Maybe it's just some weird pattern in the door, but like at the right angle in the reverse view of your camera, you swear it looks like someone tried to claw their way from the inside out. Huh. I'm going to take a photo in front of it, actually. With the two questions that I want to add on to that crit, uh, what's my gut feeling about it? There's not much more you can kind of glean for it's old. Like, it doesn't look recent enough that it would line up with Franklin Mills' crimes, but knowing what you know of the history of the house might be something from way back when in Franklin's childhood, hypothetically. It also could just be some weird wood stuff going on. 
Mm-hmm. It, it could be a trick of the light. You don't know. It's no power in the house after all. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, how can I find out more? I mean, like, what do you got tool-wise with you? I've got an iPad and my, like, handheld camera device, or handheld camera. I also have a fucking syringe full of tranquilizer and some pepper spray, but I don't think that's going to be useful. I mean, like, maybe you could try scraping the paint away with something, but, like, not everything you have on you necessarily will help in this exact moment, and... Anything you do to kind of extract more information from this or kind of investigate it further, someone's going to notice. Like, if you go and try and find some type of scraping implement and then bring it back up here, the chances of you doing that undetected are going to be low, and you would technically be tampering with a crime scene at that point. It's kind of a arbitrary toss-up of how someone might take this, because you are finding something, but also rewinding back to what you were told during the briefing. You are not to find more evidence of anything. They have everything they need. This is just this dumb idea of walking Franklin around and seeing how he reacts. And to that point, he has reacted. Well, here's the thing. They have everything they need for a conviction. And it's a police state. They have a very specific goal in mind. I, too, have a very specific goal in mind. And I also have some keys and a credit card. (laughs) <laughs> on me as well. Can I use my keys and or credit card to kind of scratch something to get a clearer view of these? Uh... You definitely can. All right. So are you doing anything more complicated than kind of scratching at the paint? I'm going to turn on the flashlight for this iPad and I'm going to give myself better light so I can see what I'm doing. Sure. But otherwise, I'm going to be. Yeah, I'm just going to be scratching at that paint. Just to uncover it and see if I can get a photo of it so I can show Franklin. Yeah, so when you start scratching at this paint, you realize just how deep these marks are. Like, this is some built-up paint. The fact that you could not see these obviously means someone very deliberately rolled over this a few times to kind of fill this in. And once you've kind of keyed away at this and pulled some of this paint out, it's probably latex base. And once you get it going, you can probably pull up decent glob of it out and kind of drop it down to the ground. This took time. And maybe you even see a couple signs of older clawing, below this clawing type of thing. This is definitely old. This was definitely not related to the murders of any type, but like, this wasn't necessarily kind of maliciously covered up, but like to fully remove this from the door, you'd probably have to like remove and replace the door itself. It's that deep in there. Jesus Christ. Question. I hold up my hand to the claw marks and compare the claw marks to to my fingernails. How big are those claw marks? Are they adult-sized or child-sized? Oh, no, they're definitely child-sized. Child-sized. Okay. Well, I am going to take a photo of the claw marks with my hand next to it for size reference. Then take a photo of those, and I'm headed downstairs to show Franklin. Franklin. 